0: No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast with Bo Deedle. Got a lot of things going on this week, and I welcome all our new listeners. You know, I try to say it like it is. You're not going to get no hogwash. And you know the difference between One Tough Cop podcast and other podcasts? I've walked the walk. I continually walk the walk in the private investigating and security business. And I think coming from me about the crime side of it, it's a little more palatable because I don't think you know too many people that have been hospitalized, stabbed, shot at, fractured skull and all that good stuff. And being able to affect the arrest of over 1,500 felons. And here goes the good. Here goes the old cling I never killed nobody. And I I went over, years ago I went over how many people justifiably I could have shot Maybe got another medal. I got a lot of medals, but that don't mean anything. You write the medals up and all that crap. But the point is that talking about a guy who shoots at you five times and he misses you, he throws the gun down and says, you got me. Yeah, I got him right to uh, Metropolitan Hospital, I think he went. Or was it Harlem Hospital? One or the other. But basically this week they asked me to come on Newsmax a couple of times, and what we were talking about is very important. They said, is the COVID pandemic the cause of the crime wave across America? And that's total nonsense. It has nothing to do with it. The only thing that's that's feeding this crime wave is the 2020 riots, not demonstrations. These were riots. And I call them the George Floyd factor. Now, George Floyd should not have been killed. We keep reiterating about that. But this now has become the justification to pee on cops and do what you want to do to cops and commit crimes and know under these bail reform laws Nobody's going to even hold you on bail. I mean, what happened up in the Bronx? You know, we, we saw last week what happened in the subway with the guy fiercely fighting that police officer. And then the guy, the perp, got him in a headlock, my favorite thing. I uh, used to get people in headlocks because this way I could control them, get them down on the ground. But this officer was put in hell of a headlock by the perpetrator. And uh, no one says a word about it. And them cops were fighting for their lives. I just feel as though, wow, we're just lucky that, punk didn't get his hands on the officer's gun and we could add two dead cops and this is what we're facing then i saw another the environment is just so bad at any time anything can happen i will not be surprised in the very near future with the heat and humidity on these streets today there's going to be a blast out there where there's going to be people assaulting police officers and they're going to get their hands on if they don't have their own guns they're going to get their hands on the cops' guns, and we're going to have some tragedies because it's gone so far. There's no kind of fear from the criminals about police officers. It's a joke out there. Cops are being looked upon and spat at and joked at. And if you listen to some of the audio with this incident that happened up in the Bronx where these guys are making fun of the police officers and cursing at them and every other aspect that they can have. And this is something I think is just becoming more and more prevalent. Now it's not just the black community, it's the Brown community community. It's happening across New York and across our country. And, uh, it it's not going in the right direction, and as much as uh, Eric Adams, my friend, the mayor, I know Sid and Bernie get pissed off at me when I call him my friend, but he's our only he's our only person that can lead us out of this abyss, and if we don't try and support him and. Let him realize, hey, look at we got to get city council to start with. We've got to bring things before them. We have to iron out what cops can do and can't do. I was talking to a female police officer out in Suffolk County. She's a Suffolk County cop and a friend of mine's daughter. And she was saying that she's going to leave. She's going to leave the police department because she's tired of being spat at. She's tired of people fighting with her and not respecting who she is. As being a cop, she always thought when she went on there she was going to have respect and she was going to do a good job and, and help people. That's, I think, one of the reasons I went on is to help people. But the whole tide has changed so much. And we keep talking about, oh, the, the George Floyd effect. Absolutely, this now has become prevalent. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about $12 million lawsuit. It was a class action suit against a bunch of these little scumbags got locked up for rioting, assaults, arsons. And they gave them $12 million. Uh, $12 million they gave them because they felt as though the cops were a little heavy-handed. What is heavy-handed when someone is assaulting you, when someone's throwing a Molotov cocktail into a building, when someone's fighting you? What is heavy-handed? I don't understand. Maybe we should have a new crime, the heavy-handedness against cops. Oh, that's right. That's called assault in the second degree. But we don't think about that anymore. And uh, again, when I was on Newsmax, I brought it out over and over again. The whole feeling across this country are, you know, the cops are the bad people. Cops are the bad, the bad people that you're dealing with. Every cop is corrupt. Every cop is brutal. Every cop is a racist. This is all bullcrap. And you want to know something? It just makes it deeper, and the anger and the separation and division amongst the community. I mean, I saw videos where young kids, four, five, six years old, spitting at cops, kicking cops, because they're hearing it from their parents, and this is a whole nother generation that we're going into, and it, it's bad. And just perfect example, a McDonald's worker. Uh, oh, the guy come in there, and a, uh, an argument ensued about cold French fries. The guy took a gun out, and shot the guy. Cold French fries. Where the hell is this gonna end? And every time you know, I get into something, I'm driving, and uh, everyone's raring to go at it. And it's just, it's going to be a matter of time <clears throat> until this thing really explodes a lot more. This is this is not going to go away easy. And even this creep, this this George Soros creep he came out in an article uh, about him financing all these liberal da's he has no rhyme or reason I, like i said on a couple of my shows he's from hungary there's facts to that he was an informant to the communist party of hungary where he was giving people up over there he's a real creepo and uh, when he takes the pipe takes the pipe you know what that means takes the pipe means when he dies, uh, I will have a very, very happy Johnny Walker Blue I think I'm going to drink. I think I'll drink at least four shots of Johnny Walker Blue in celebration of George Soros taking the pipe because this man single-handedly has divided this country and taken away uh, law enforcement as we know it and taking away from the police with the defunding of the police. This creep should go bye-bye and that's the way it is. And when With that saying, we did have uh, a—I had a little celebration. This time I drank drank 1942, uh, that 1942 stuff, that's good tequila. And I had two nice glasses of it on the rocks. After I found out about this other punk, this one that's been a dawn in my side and every American side, the Catalyst, they called him the— the brain, Al-Ghazwarari, whatever the hell his name is, I can't... Zawahari, and they called him the mastermind. He was the doctor. He was the real brains behind the operation. Not that big six-foot-five fool, Bin Laden. He walked around like, which way do we go? Which way did we go? And then Zawahari was the little jerk-off with the glasses that would go, this way, Mr. Bin Laden. Oh, yeah, this is how we're going to blow up the World Trade Center. This is the guy. So when they sent those... Two Hellfire missiles into his little house over there when that exploded. I definitely had two glasses of this 1942. It's expensive, but sure does taste good on the rocks. It's like drinking a, a vanilla soda. That's the way it is. And But those Hellfire missiles really, really did well. And congratulations to our, all our intelligence organization and to all, all our special forces guys that are working. Now, one little problem, one little problem. Uh, we just awoken the the sleeping devils over there because you know what they're going to do, and we're not capable now. We've taken away so much with our surveillance, so much with our protection systems taking away all all the the intelligence systems that we had set up through when we had Rudy Giuliani working with the federal government everybody now we got a bunch of morons in the federal government right from the attorney general's office this idiot that uh, he he wanted to be a supreme court judge they threw him right out but the idiot, the other idiot, the president, put him in as the attorney general, and he just wants to cause as much negativity to law enforcement and to the police as he can. And now what worries me is a certain part of that organization. I know the CIA separate than the FBI, but we know what happened with that, because I was around when he, and when the CIA had intelligence on the attack on the World Trade Center, and they never shared it. They never shared it with the FBI. This is a total dropping of a ball where 3,000 Americans were killed because of this error in communication. And right now, I'm going to tell you right now, sorry to say, don't want to scare people, but al-Qaeda will be coming back to a American city very soon to show that they're not gone because what we had going on in Afghanistan, at least we had intelligence going on there. Now we can't even send none in of our intelligence there because when they get caught there, they uh, hang them, they cut their genitals off, and they drag them through the streets. So right now you have an insurgent of Al Qaeda now, especially whacking this uh, diddly do right, this uh, uh, this this moron with the glasses, the doctor. Uh, they they're gonna come here and. Uh, it it's kinda of scary because I'm afraid. The same thing I was afraid when Pelosi went to uh Taiwan. You know, everybody thinks that we're the mightiest. We used to be the mightiest America. America was the greatest military of all times, but because of all these liberal values and defunding uh, the defense departments and worrying about, oh, you can't eavesdrop on this one, you can't eavesdrop on that one, but yet we have been weakened so much. And the fact is, I say it over and over, and I went to Beijing for a week. I'd never go back to China. Everybody's upset. They walk around, nobody smiles, no dogs and cats On the street, I think when they took me out to dinner, I I think I ate a couple of lassies. I didn't know what the hell I was eating, but very unhappy, unhappy place, China, and the people, all they are, there like zombies. All they do is work, and all they do is praise the communist, uh, the Chinese Communist Party, and that's what it's all about. You work, you don't have any social life, you can't be happy. You have to serve the Communist Chinese Party. But what they do, they serve them pretty good. They send their spies over here, they let them go to all our colleges, they incest themselves into a, uh, into our colleges, and then they become spies. They get jobs in corporations. And then before we know it, Boeing, all our, all our military uh, companies there that are developing our military, our, our jets, our missile systems, everything. For some reason, they're able to knock them off. And I talked about this when I was outside of the Pentagon. <clears throat> we did a mock uh, uh, intrusion. Into the, uh, into the missile system that we had in the United States. And I was a visitor. I can't tell you by who, but every defense company was there. And we did a mock hacking by China into our military systems, into our, our missile systems. And guess what? These were the best of the best that we had. And we started at breakfast. I had a little bagels and lox. We had a little lunch. And by evening came, then we found out they were able to infiltrate our system and actually launch our own friggin' missiles. I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. This is what the Chinese technology has now. They also have the killer satellites. These are satellites that are in space now. The Chinese have where they can knock out our GPS satellites. If they knock out our GPS satellites, you know what you could do with your f thirty five. You can sit on the top and you can't do nothing. You can't fly them without GPS. Our missile guidance systems are controlled by satellites. So imagine our Chinese friends... If they ain't eating no chop suey and they're working on this thing, they can knock all our control satellites out. This is scary. Now we have aircraft carriers that I've been on, the Harry S. Truman, fabulous aircraft carriers, fabulous sailors, fabulous aviators. What scares the hell out of me, China has these missiles that could come in at at, a supersonic speed and hit that aircraft carrier and 6,000 men will be men and women will be killed and probably up near 90 a supersonic aircraft will be destroyed this is serious stuff and now if you think I'm, if you think that I'm don't know what I'm talking about look at our F-35 fighter our most advanced fighter and then look at China's most advanced fighter they look like you would use tracing paper. Remember when you were a kid? You trace our fighter, and that's their fighter. You trace our military equipment, our mobile, all our mobile armored equipment, you trace that equipment, China has knocked off every aspect of our military. Every aspect. So by them doing this... They certainly know how to knock them out too. This is something that people have to really be concerned about, and I'm concerned about it. And it just it, it's it's at a point right now. And when we talk about education, you know, we're talking about these young kids spitting at cops and all that. Then when we go into the schools with this CRT, it they're just enhancing the hatred, developing hatred. Right now in America, America is one. Now they actually came out and said AOC might consider running for president. This is the friggin' bartender that can only maybe put a 1942 on the rocks for me. That's all. You try to have a conversation with her. No brain power, no education. She may have went to college, but she doesn't, Uh, have an education where she could deal with any kind of issues. She has no clue about it. She had no clue about the Palestinians and Israelis. All she likes to do is walk around with a pretty lipstick on, and that's what she likes to do. Now they're talking about her running for president. This country's gone so divisional that, honestly, if Trump ran against AOC, I would give you the odds today. AOC will beat Donald Trump. That's how screwed up this country is. And in reality, again, we go back to it. Even in our state, I talked to our our next governor, I hope. I talked to him the other day, Lee Zeldin. Let me tell you about Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin is our savior. Now they're saying he's down a little bit with the votes in New York City. but we know that because in New York City, I think it's seven to one Democrat registration, but it's not that you know, insurmountable. Right now, Lee Zeldin has 39% to 53. Now, let's upstate Lee's got it. Uh, uh, the suburbs, Lee's got it. In New York City, he's getting, uh, you know, kind of trounced uh, 70 to 30. But but, but here, I'm going to be going out with Lee. Lee called me the other day. I couldn't make the Dominican uh, Day parade. But I have to call out to my Hispanic friends. My Hispanic friends, whether you be Republican or Democrat, <clears throat> you all have the same family values, like a lot of my black friends. You have family values that I have and that we all have. One is we want our families, our children, our grandchildren to be safe. Lee Zeldin right now is the only hope for New York State. Now we know what this uh, Kathy Yokohoko has been doing. All she cares about, and she just uh, the audacity she had last week when they asked to uh, when they asked her to uh, reconvene reconvene the Senate and the Assembly, and her remarks were no need. Well, you tell that little girl's parents that was killed up and I think he's Holland, even this morning was shot and killed you tell the parents there is no need to convene it you're a disgrace hokkel you're a corrupt disgrace just like the guy como just like como was you just fit right into his shoes real quickly do you are people that stupid are people that dumb i don't care Donald Trump. Heck with Donald Trump. I care about the candidates that we can vote for to help this state. When it comes to the presidency, I'll say it right out. Donald Trump should go away already. Enough, Donald. Your policies were the best, but you should go away. You will not win. And all you'll do is let an AOC become the president, or maybe that laughing hyena will run the vice president. But you must go away, Donald, Your policies, I really believe, were the best, and I support you for that. But your attitude, your narcissism, you had no humility. We don't need a president like that. And people hate you, Donald Trump. They hate you because of your personality. You're you're a great, great entertainer. But as time has come, stop dividing our country. Go away. Please go away and leave it open for a good, strong Republican with the same values of policy. But someone is articulate, someone that people could care about, and believe family values. And you wanna know something? If it's not the governor who I really like from Florida, we have some really other good candidates, female candidates also, that could run and take out the next presidential nominee. I hope Biden runs again. That fool won't even know where he is. But the point is, we have to get a Republican person that is going to run and is going to be able to beat whoever they put up because everyone's going to be weighing out the situation they're in. The c- crime to me is number one. Fear is number one. Number two is the inflation and what's going on. Now they have this bill. my, my I, I like the guy from West Virginia. I would just hope he would have, have an epiphany and wake up and change his mind. Or that other senator from Arizona there, I hope there's not does not go through with this bull crap with these windmills and all that. Do people even realize how much of the energy that they use, all these little things that they have in the face? Not even four percent. Let's let's go green. I love green, but let's go in stages. Let's utilize the resources we have now and start to turn everything into the green value as it is. Because right now, if you have an electric car out there, that's nice, the electric car. And then all of a sudden there's a blackout, a power outage, or our friends from China shut down the grid. You know what you could do with your electric car? You could put that plug up your anus because you're not going to be able to drive and everybody's talking about electric cars electric this that you know what if you don't have energy and you don't have electricity you have no electric car okay so everybody's just rolling on you know what since this since this thing of Trump losing the election and then the pandemic came into play I don't know how you feel but I feel like I'm in this abyss I feel like I'm in this quagmire. I feel like every day I woke woke up, I wake up and I think that it's just a bad dream. But the bad dream just turns again as a reality. Now we're going to have 80,000 new IRS agents. And you know what they're going to come after? They're going to come after the poor little people who are making a couple of bucks. And the little people with your businesses, bye-bye. This is where they're going to be trying to squeeze every dime and dollar out of you i I'm very supportive of these billion dollar companies these zuckoffs and all these quaoffs and the guy with the hot look and the girlfriend there uh amazoni over there you know these guys are making they're making profits of in the billions and tens of billions of dollars hundreds of billions of dollars of profit you know what it wouldn't be a bad thing let's hit them up let's hit them with a of 40% on their profit, on their corporate profits. We could do that with all these billionaire people. And you know what? The little people don't have to be affected. Come on, we got to have a better idea. And my man, Manchin, please... Tell me no. I really liked you. But now you're starting to sound like a moron. If you want to go along with the game so you could get just one pipeline. Hey, Manchin, you know what they're doing? They promised you a friggin' pipeline. But then on the other hand, they said we can't pump the oil. So what are you going to do with the pipeline, Manchin? Stick it up your anus? Come on. Please. Wake up. And I complimented Manchin so much. But I pray to God that he comes out of, maybe he was smoking something, or maybe he drank a lot of 1942. But I can't understand why Manchin is, is is turning away from the stance that he did. I was so proud of him. And I tell you right now, and I'll say it, if he pulls back on this thing and doesn't support this, I'll vote for him for President of the United States. Let him run as a Republican. Let him run as an Independent. Let him run run as a Democrat. He's the real the real deal. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's so many issues. This kid Zuckerberg, I ain't making hundreds of billions of dollars. Let them pay. Don't pick on my friend Julio that owns a bodega up in East Harlem and then you're going to start taxing them. Next thing you're going to say, they're not paying proper taxes. Oh my God. Oh my God. And uh, again, I, I jump, I always jump on my podcast because, you know, I, I just, think things that kick into my little head and I talk about I think what everybody's feeling I think that's part of my podcast to let people understand I'm not a politician and I'm not an ass kisser I'm a person I'm a father a grandfather and I care about every New Yorker out there when I ran for mayor I said it. I picked up the dead bodies when I worked in all the minority communities. When they had the gangs extorting East Harlem, the, the Seven Skulls, the Savage Immortals, whatever the hell they are. Savage Skulls, Seven Immortals. I don't know. They had more names than anything. But point is, we went after them. I protected store owners from being extorted by these punks. And right now, what we have is open warfare. This is going to get bad. What is today? Today's August August, beginning of August. Something bad's gonna be happening. And then remember what Uncle Bo said. Something bad is gonna happen. But what I fear most, I fear the Abidabadoos are coming back. I'm talking about the Al-Qaeda. And the Abdabadoos from Al-Qaeda are gonna come back and they're gonna make a statement. And they, they you know where they're gonna make the statement? They're going to make it right here in this great country. And then we're going to be running around like chickens without heads. Can I say chickens? I don't even know if I can. I don't even know if I can say chickens anymore because they'll say, Bo, you're saying chickens and that's racist. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But, again... Next week we got some more of a true crime story, Bo Diddley's true crime story. We got two really interesting ones. We're gonna put on there. Remember, our podcast is out there. Our Bo Dietl's true crime stories are great. It really tells you about how these cases came about, how they were solved, and all that. And I think that you really be excited to listen to him. It just happens to be, I've been around so long, I touched upon some of the most major cases in the country even. We'll be talking about a triple homicide by military next week. We're going to even talk about the famous case of the old... A Zodiac Killer. We did that one already. How about we'll talk about the Son of Sam? And I want to bring in Lieutenant Mike Serval and I. will talk about it. We actually worked on it. And we'll give some of the insight on that. But uh, please tell your friends about it. Keep listening. And again, you know, I'm in business. And uh, my business is Bo Deedle Associates. We investigate individuals we investigate corporations we do security you want armed security we do that you want security for buildings anything you need just call us you can look on my website investigations.com and i i just tell everybody please keep listening tell your friends about our podcast and we'll talk to you next week thank you very very much thank you bye